Amen, amen. Thank you, worship team, for leading us to that place this morning. Wonderful to be able to just celebrate together and declare these things. As we turn to God's Word this morning, let's turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we're going to read this story that uh, we read a part of this last night even, but I think we're allowed to read it more than once. This is one of my very favorite parts of the whole Christmas story, and so we're going to read it again. It's going to be great. Luke chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 8 this morning, the story of the shepherds and what God had done for them. It says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I will bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. What must that have been like? Can we even imagine? That first Christmas day. Could anybody else have said the glory of God shone all around them? Did anybody else see something happening out in that field? Maybe it was just somehow the shepherds. They were the only ones who could see what was happening. The heavens ripped open. The host of the Almighty shining down, declaring, He is here. And they go and see, and they tell everyone, and all were amazed. Did others then go to the stable after the shepherds told them? Was there suddenly a whole crowd gathered around this house trying to see what had been done, what what happened there. What did it look like? Did they want to see? Did they believe? Could it really be true? Was he really here? Well, a very good morning and a very merry Christmas indeed. What an amazing opportunity it is to be able to gather together on Christmas Day itself to be able to gather with our church family and churches from all around, following those humble shepherds now bonded together by the blood of Jesus to see this child born. Seeing those other crowds gathered here to celebrate the birth of Jesus, here in witness declaring the truth, He is here. 
It's a very special day indeed, and it only comes around once in a while. I was looking this up because you think it's every seven years, but then you got leap years and it kind of all doesn't measure up. But it's not every like weird six, it's a weird rotation. It's six years, five years, six years, 11 years. Six years, five years, six years, 11 years. And so I apparently have already had two chances to do this. Pastor Dennis and I, last time we talked about this, we were like, we're just doing it. We're meeting on Christmas Day. It's happening. And so we don't even talk about it anymore. We're just assuming we're doing church on Christmas Day, if that's what it is. Uh, On Sunday, we're going to make it happen. But the next, this is a special one, because the next one is an 11-year cycle. So it won't be till 2033. So you came on the right one. You're here. But if we can all, we can get out our calendars, and you can mark it. 2033 Christmas Day. We're going to be here again. You can join us. We're going to, it's going to be... But it's a very special day indeed. It's, it's Sunday. We are gathered on a Sunday. But somehow it's, it's different. It's unique. And this morning we just want to sit in worship and celebration to pray and enjoy and experience together the presence of Jesus born to us that we might be forgiven and set free. We sing with those angels and declare to all the world that He is here. After so long, after going through so much, we are saved. Last night we walked through our candlelight service, reading through the whole story together, experiencing that journey into darkness that our sin brought us, that separation from God, our Father, our Creator. But into that darkness, He spoke hope and peace and joy and love, promising us that He had not left us alone, that there was a plan, that He was working And He gave us those lights, lights that sustained us through those long years, lights that sustain us still, hope and peace and joy and love, all leading to that final word, the Word Himself, the Christ, the Messiah, come to save the world. Hallelujah and amen and amen and amen. This year in this Advent season, we've been exploring this passage in Isaiah chapter 9. This prophecy that God spoke to His people about the promise that He had made of this one that was to come. Foretold from the beginning of the world that in spite of our sin, despite our rejection, our rebellion, that God did not give up on us. Our Father did not abandon us, that He had a plan. That His own love for us was so great And He was going to send His own Son to us, for us, to save us. And long before it ever happened, He told us what He would do and gave us names and titles of this One that was to come that revealed His power and His glory, His purpose and His heart. And He called us to trust that He was going to be enough. Isaiah heard the voice of God speaking to him of these things that were to come, speaking hope and life into darkness and suffering. The people of God lost and hopeless. Hear these words in Isaiah chapter 9. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, 
But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged our nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire, for to us a child is born. Unto us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Amen. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Come to teach us and to guide us. Mighty God, come to reveal God's power and very presence to us. Everlasting Father, come to care for us, to protect us, to provide for us, to show us God's love. Prince of Peace, come to rule the world and set everything right. And around all of this, And under this and through all of this, he shall be called Messiah, the Christ, the Savior of the world born this day for us. It is a wonderful and a powerful name, Messiah, Christ, reverberating through the ages. This one who would shatter the yoke that burdens us, as the prophet declared, that breaks the bar across our shoulders, that has taken the weight of our sin and the punishment we could not bear and set us free. Promised in creation at our fall, the one who would crush the serpent's head, ending our suffering under the rule of sin, brought on by our own foolishness and selfishness and pride. Fully deserving everything we received, but seen by a loving Father who would not let us go. And then for endless years we waited journeying across vast distances through countless centuries from Adam and Noah and Abraham and Moses, Elijah and Isaiah and Ezekiel and Daniel, 
Saul and David and Solomon and Josiah, empires rising and falling, God's people living in victory and in defeat, conquering and conquered, building temples and writing psalms and talking and walking and arguing and living and waiting and waiting and waiting. Rumors and prophecies and whispers and prayers through Babylon and Persia, the Greeks, and then the shadow of the Roman Empire rising, covering their land, taking their places of worship, bringing oppression and cruelty. How long, Lord? Until the Messiah would come. And then, after all of that, all of a sudden, he was here. God's promise was kept a baby, born to a girl in the lowest of places. And the whole world was changed. This year we've been looking at this idea of sacred presence as a church family, trying to understand what it means that God is calling us to be a spiritual presence in our world, to take that awareness of God, that experience of Him, of His Word, of His truth and His Spirit, His his transforming power, to take that and to bring it into the lives of the people around us. To be a witness. To be a signpost, a physical presence of the work of the Spirit that our world needs to know that God is real and He loves them. He is working for them and He desires to bring them hope and healing. That in a world so lost and filled with hurt and loneliness, broken relationships and selfishness and suffering, that the only answer is the love of Jesus. The truth of the gospel. And new life found in Him. The world needs to see. People need to see what that looks like. And He wants to use us his church, his followers, to bring his presence into their lives just as he came here first. And just as he promised that he was coming back, he promised he was coming and he will return. He's coming again. And if he was faithful once, we can know he will be faithful again. It's really amazing. In some ways, we can become so comfortable and familiar with these stories. We read them at Christmas every year and throughout the year. We're walking through a Bible in a year and you come across these stories again and again. And again, just as so many centuries have passed, just as they did the first time, the excitement, the anticipation can start to fade. And as so many of those Israelites did, we can start to wonder and question and start to feel a little crazy for hoping. 
But we have to know, we have to remember, we need to know that Emmanuel is still with us. His presence is still real and powerful as it ever was. His spirit is still here. He is working. He has a plan. He still has a purpose. He still moves today. His hope and his peace is still here and he still sees our need. And he longs to help us see too. He wants us to trust, to have faith, to know that he is God and he is good and he is here. And so He's given us His Spirit. He's given us His Word. He's planted His church, drawing us together that we can know and see and learn together, that we can be encouraged and challenged and held up by one another. His body held together in Him, living out the very promise of life that He has given us. The very embodiment of His presence here on earth, faltering and failing as we may be. We are filled with His Spirit and given this calling that the world may know that He is here. It's a powerful calling. It's a wonderful invitation. It's a high and a lofty mission filled with excitement and hardship. But to see the presence of God move in the world and in the life of someone you know and love is the most amazing thing. And He wants us to be part of that as part of His plan and His mission. He desires for us to experience that with them. Because the Messiah is here. The Savior is here. He is our Redeemer He is our freedom and our hope. He is the way, the truth, and the life through whom we are restored to our Father, given abundant life to live as we were meant to, in relationship and connection and fellowship, redeemed and restored, made whole. And all of this lying in that manger on that first Christmas day. It's huge. It's exciting. It's intimidating. It's a big call and a big mission. Future hope and the grand and profound things that God is speaking and doing. But today, none of that matters. Because today we just get to come and sit together. All of that is coming. We will continue to work and work out all of these things. But today, we just come beside the manger to worship and celebrate, to be with those shepherds on that first day and see that He is here. And just as those shepherds could hardly imagine all that they were seeing, understand what this little baby truly meant, because He means so many things, We don't have that understanding either. It's too much. It's too grand. It's too incredible. We don't have to understand because He is here. The Messiah is here and He is enough. 
And he just has to be enough. And so today, this Christmas morning, we gather to worship, to celebrate, to simply be together in the presence of the Messiah, of Jesus, drawn by His Spirit, seen and known by Him, loved more deeply than we can know, and that is enough. Merry Christmas indeed. Let's pray, and then we're going to celebrate together with those angels and those shepherds. Father God, we are in awe. It is such a special thing that we can gather here together today to enjoy the truth of life. Enjoy that Jesus was born. Father God, we see the mission, we see the need, we see all the ways you are inviting us in to walk alongside, to serve alongside, to experience your work in the world and to be a part of bringing hope and transformation and all of that can wait for tomorrow because today God we are gathered here in worship to celebrate that he is here that after we waited so long Jesus finally came your promises were all kept and as we see him in that manger we know all your promises will be kept and so we continue to wait we continue to worship we continue to trust because you are God and you are enough We love you and we trust you and we want to bring you praise this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.